welcome back to Multiverse Demonger Club. I'm Walt, and I am joined by Emily, hey as there. per usual. Yeah, talking over me again, as per usual. Typical <laughs> men speaking. Something like that. Like man, yeah. mansplaining? No, that's not mansplaining. That's just like how they say men interrupt women more or something like that. But whatever, it's it happens in podcasts. It's fine. Yeah. Um, we are back to talk about the month of March in the various Shonen Jump titles. Um, and this was quite a month. This was a pretty packed month. There was a lot going on. Well... A lot going on in a lot of series. Yeah. Um... If you're listening to this from our, from our February episode and you haven't listened to our One Piece episode, we are now in the middle of a pandemic in America. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually across the world, really. Yeah, yeah. So, it's interesting to, I don't know, I mean, I guess it's good that there was a lot of good manga coming out. Yeah. It's like, it seems... <sighs> it's a weird, say, it's a it, weird time to be alive. Yeah, yeah. I don't really know where I was going with that. I was going to say it seems weird to not mention the fact that the pandemic's going on. We got to timestamp the episode for people who yeah. are listening in the future. So, well, actually, something we're going to talk about did have sort of a That's right. quick reference to coronavirus, which is interesting, sort of timely, but it, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. In fact, yeah. let's start talking about that. Oh, yeah, yeah We'll yeah, start yeah. off talking about uh, Promise Neverland, which had, um, I think it's fair to say we've had the climax of this arc now. Yeah. Probably. Especially with the last chapter. <laughs> there's a potential for it to keep going a little bit more, but I think we're at the climax of this uh, confrontation with... Well, well, we're certainly done with uh, Peter Rattree. Um, he is dead. He is dead. He killed himself. Yes. But we're getting a little bit ahead, I suppose. So, before the most recent chapter, the last one that came mm-hmm. out in March, um, we had, I thought, a really good chapter of, you know, Ray and um, Emma and their friends had basically cornered Rattree. Yeah. And I wrote about this for multiversitycomics.com um if you want want to read basically the same thing i'm going to say now just get a double dose of that goodness um you're getting this for free though yeah i mean you get the review for free too you don't pay for oh it. yeah i don't know what i'm thinking um, <laughs> oh, i'm thinking everything i was i'm just i'm thinking of like how all the subscriptions like a lot of these sites that that are that have news articles that you have to subscribe to are now free well, multiversity was always free, so two free spots. Don't mind me. So, I feel like, you know, in, in some ways I felt that this chapter was a very a very familiar one. The whole, like, idea of, you know, the confrontation between... It's the confrontation between the good guys and the bad guy. You know, the big bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they're given, like, one last chance. Um it's a very common scene, and I often think it's not done well. I think it's it often it, you always get like the killing me would make me would make me no better than you. That's right. like the cliche that it, it's just like oh not this again. Or if it's not if it's not terrible, it doesn't feel special. Right. It sort of is just there because they're like, well, how do these scenes always happen? And, and I think it's partially because most people not not to get you know too not to get too cerebral about you know, children's comics. Um, we need to just take that as a given now. We need yeah. to stop saying that. 
Um, like we are talking about. Most people do have a like politics of violence and retribution, and so therefore most creators can't really like think of like a good reason to not kill the bad guy because really in a lot of people's moral frameworks that is the right thing to do um yeah and so i think that this is one of the few things that this is one of this chapter was one of the few things with that like trope that i've encountered that really makes a compelling argument for why not you know kind of the mutual scarring of violence and you know these kids having you know been subjected to violence for so long now and you know just wanting it to be over yeah um you just want it done you don't need you don't need revenge you just want it to be over right and a love that plus like a level of uh compassion you know maybe it's sort of somewhat bordering on uh moral relativism of like you know you were you were probably just doing what was right but i don't think it was like you know like yeah it, it wasn't any like I, I mean, actually Emma, think Emma, it was okay that yeah. you uh, murdered, uh, you, you basically sacrificed generations of children. Yeah, they, they didn't, it was, they didn't go that far. Um, so yeah, that was, I thought, great. Yeah. Um, and as, as you mentioned that chapter, um, you know, they were talking about like the pain in the human world and yeah. everything. And there it was w- interesting. So the background of that panel and it's a really quick, it's sort of a really quick pan. I mean, it's just one page, right. is what I mean, by a quick panel. Uh, it, it showed scenes from the real world. It right. showed riots and protests. It showed somebody wrote Corona on a, something virus. It, definitely the coronavirus on right. some, like, warehouse doors or something. And, like, obviously, I think, I think this was the author's... I feel like the author was like, well, this stuff's going on. I can put a little nod to it in my yeah. comic since it's since it's thematic. And I, at first I sort of looked at it like I was a little bit tepid on it. But I think it's one of the better examples of this happening. Yeah. I guess, like, I'm trying to think of an example I've seen of this before. I'm sure I've seen something like it. But, like, it would be, it would be like if... The most infamous example would be the uh, Marvel Comics 9-11 uh, yeah, issue would... where... <laughs> Doctor Doom cries. But but was that was that story planned? Was it like coming out and then nine eleven happened and then they decided to sort of add a scene where? Uh, <laughs> not quite. So it's a little bit different, I guess. But yeah, it it's sort of like you you already had a plot that was going along, and then something some tragedy happens in the real world. You're like, I'm gonna add something here. That references the tragedy, and it's like, eh. But it wasn't just coronavirus, though. It was like other things. So it felt a little bit more, right? A little bit less corny, I guess. It yeah. didn't feel corny. It felt a little bit. I don't know if it was perfect, but I think it was. I think it was okay. I think. I think it was also like as, as a uh, long, as it needed <laughs> to be, which is to say not in the slightest. That makes it you know better if it's just like a very brief. Yeah, thing, okay? and it's it, just like fine. It you seemed know, I get like. It. The, it seemed meta in the sense of clearly the Promise Neverland does not take place in our world. Some do, some comics do, but Promise Neverland is a very different, very different world. So there was that. Well, we that don't know exactly when the uh, when the promise took place. Could have been like a future. You mean the first promise? The first promise. I think they showed them in like medieval times or uh, something. But I it think it was all. It could have been like a like apocalyptic. That's what I'm getting the vibe from with these, mm. like, flashbacks and such. It was but Earth all Exactly. 
We're gonna find out some plans of the plan of the ape shit. Well, sort of. Lewis is going to say, "I can sing." <laughs> anyway, um, wait, who? Lewis. Lewis. Oh, okay. Lewis. I thought you said Lewis. Sorry. Yeah, I, I did. I, I did say Lewis. I meant Lewis. Um, so there was that chapter, and then the most recent one was, as we said, you know, Ratchery's death. Um, and a brief, you know, we've mentioned that like Ratchery is kind of carried by. He's got a strong design. Yeah. Um, Demizu loves drawing him clearly. Like evil yeah. blonde guy is always a good um, design. But there hasn't, we don't really know him no. um, for the most part. And so this does the kind of thing where I get why some people probably don't like the, you know, oh, why, like, at the, our last minutes, like, you know, give give us, like, you know, a portrait of who they are, you know, we should know beforehand. I get that complaint. It doesn't bother me. Um, and so we just kind of, like, this chapter was mainly, like, a retrospective, a, a quick um, look at who he was and everything. Um, and his relationship with his brother, um, and how Emma was, Emma was right in a way that he did kind of think he was doing the right thing. True. Um, yeah. I think, I think good. they lean a little too much into that, but maybe, maybe a little bit more than, than they should. I mean, they, it's, it's dangerous ground. <laughs> yeah. I think, I don't think it's intentionally no. done in the way that would signal to me that it's sort of malicious or, or wrong-headed. Right. But it's just for the sake of the fiction, which is fine. Yeah. And so, and then it ends with Ratchery offing himself. Kills himself. He wanted um, nothing. He would rather have nothing than try to, I guess. I guess the implication was that he just wasn't going to share in that. Like, he lost. I don't even want to share in it. Goodbye. Yeah. Sort of like... Sort of petty, really. A sort of like, yeah, he can't comprehend. I didn't this feel new bad for him at all. No, not in the and slightest. And I don't think the story wanted you to feel no. bad. So, you know, our blah blah blah, our recurring joke about um, it ending. We the one kind of interesting thing that possibly sets the stage for where things are going from here is, as we kind of expected, Ratri's like before he kills himself he's basically saying to them like you know hey you think things are bad here it's not any better in the human world things suck there so we've never so my question is we've never seen just the human world right we've only seen where the demons hang out right okay so for a while i thought we'd seen everything we just hadn't seen humans for some reason i guess that was a dumb assumption but like there is a separate sort of i guess that's part of the promise right there are a lot of humans that live separate from the demons of the farms yeah so I think it it certainly could keep going and, and we continue as they like rejoin the second half of the world. Mm-hmm. I kind of hope it doesn't, though. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because what I mean, so are they going to they going to liberate the rest of the farms? I mean, once they liberate the farms, it sort of would have to become a different story. Right. Like, what are they doing now? Now we have to reconcile with how bad humanity is. Like, right. That seems like, I don't know. Maybe a bit outside of the... Uh, the realm, the scope. The, yeah. So we'll see what, what they have planned. Yeah. I don't have any... I, I certainly wouldn't mind it continuing. But um, it might feel a little bit kind of overlong, I think, if they yeah. did that. Because this is this is shaping up to be a pretty good conclusion if it ends around in maybe about 10 or 15 chapters or something like that. Yeah. As they wind down. So I think that's all on that for now. Very, yeah. very, 
strong and big yeah. uh, month for Promise Neverland. Yeah. I believe you also wanted to talk about Chainsaw Man. Yeah, so I will admit that Chainsaw Man has sort of... I mean, okay, so I usually read it week to week, so I think I think it's probably a series that's better read um, continuously. Like, in probably in volume form, it probably makes more sense. I don't, I don't want to blame the mangaka sure. and writer, or the mangaka for that. But even when I'm not, like, 100% following the, the plot line, the through line of the plot, it is usually, it usually has really, really cool, striking, interesting imagery. Yeah. Like, especially recently. Yes, yeah, so this, like, this month there were a few things that just kind of stick in your head. There was an extremely disturbing one in the chapter before this week's where this guy summons, like, I guess I want to call it a super demon. Like, a, a demon that can send you to hell. But he has to make a huge sacrifice. First, he kills himself, and then he offers up his children. And the Was visual... His children or his grandchildren? Oh, I think it might have been... Let me see here. Children. Okay, so children. children. So, so, normally, like, you could see... You could just see the children sitting there. And you think, like, oh, no, those are the children that are going to be sacrificed. They don't just show you that. They show a finger, a long gnarled finger coming out of the side of the uh, panel and covering the faces of his kids. It's extremely disturbing to look at. I, yeah. I suggest if you well, heard... Not, if, well, not being violent It's at not all. violent, but it starts covering their faces and there's no sound or anything. There's no sound effects. It's... I, th- that was one of the most disturbing page turns I've ever seen. I was right. not expecting that. And, and this, like, as I said, like, you know, this extremely violent manga... <sighs> That is that was that disturbed me more than I don't know it it felt wrong like yeah. I, I was like whoa very striking and entry. so once he makes this sacrifice a big hand comes down grabs the building everyone's in and takes them to hell which is really fucking cool uh, and now in this latest chapter there was more weird imagery which I don't understand at all no. but I love it though there, there was like there the was thing some with the astronauts the astronauts here. were there were some astronauts okay picture if you will. A line of astronauts in some grass with buried up to their waists, I would say. And then across from each of them, their feet are sticking up out of the ground. Like someone had buried them headfirst. Like Hildebrand in Final Fantasy XIV. Exactly. Exactly like that. And this is some weird conjuring of another demon? I'm not sure what that was. Yeah. But it, it's very... Visually it, striking. It's a, it's a very um, abstract Hell. I mean, we've only had one chapter in it so far. Um, I love the imagery. I just, I, if I had a bit of a better sense of what was going on, I, I think I would right. just be crazy for it. But I think I, just I, this is enough. <laughs> I, I, I was like, you know, I don't mean this as a slight to the creators. Yeah. With Chainsaw Man, I was expecting hell, their hell to be more, you know, just like Doom or something like that. Yeah. Um, so it is interesting for them to be taking this angle. Um, a very, you know, kind of sterile in some ways. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I like, I also like the sort of, there are such high stakes for summoning, like, like just to send these people to hell, this guy sacrifices himself. I mean, I, I say just to send them to hell, but I mean, like, right. in other stories, you would see, like, some sacrifice of, like, strangers or something, or something that to the person isn't really, to the person doing it isn't really that big of a sacrifice, but, like, he doesn't... I, I, I don't know about that. I've seen a, a lot more where it's, okay. like, you know, 
sacrifice. I guess like, you're right. Your child or yeah, I guess you're right. But I mean, like in general, th- I guess what I'm saying is in general, uh, Chainsaw Man has a very high stakes for what the humans and demons sort of give up in yeah. the contract, and yeah, so this guy sure. sacrifices like four of his kids and himself to so- something he's never gonna see. Like he just it, does it to send them to hell. Because <laughs> isn't like the thing of it also that. It's not all of the children. Like, it covers up all but the... All but one, yeah. All but one, so... I wasn't sure about that. In a way, it's almost, like, more... Yeah. Tragic. Sinister. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that was one of... Uh, I'm never gonna forget that picture. That's just yeah. a... Because, especially because it's not that it comes out of the side. Like I said, it comes out of the panel. Right. So it looks like it's sticking into the... If how is there a better way to describe that? It's coming out of the side. It's not. It, there's not a line in the finger. The finger right. is literally project the, protruding. The, it it is on top of the panel. It's like someone is like printing right. on your right. comic. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's disturbing. It's like um, a Terry Gilliam animation. <laughs> if Terry Gilliams were were way more disturbing. Yeah, some of them are. Some of them, yeah. Some of them are sort of esoteric and and like chaotically crazy but or chaotically funny but yeah so i think so, that's all on chainsaw man we really wanted to yeah just say. crazy imagery i just wanted to One, I, I think that people are kind of sleeping on yeah i think like you know there's a lot of talk about like oh you know the action and everything but i, it's, I think it's creative visually yes. i think it's it's more than you would expect from like something that's called chainsaw man as right. far as like being creative <laughs> For I think, sure. and I think he this the the mangaka showed sort of their their chops here for the first time when they had that guy who had the hand that he yeah. he would do a he would do a sort of gesture or make make a make a figure with his hand that looks like a mouth and he would put it he would superimpose it over people far away and then the mouth turned into a demon that ate them right which was a really cool sort of visual thing I've never seen anybody else really do before it's and a, yeah I on. just. Yeah, Kong was the, I guess, sound effect or the, the sort of summoning word. Yeah. So if you're sleeping on this one, I would say it's probably really bingeable. It's really bingeable. There's not a lot of, there's not a lot of text, I would say. A no. lot of it is visual storytelling. Um, it's a little weird, a little hard to follow sometimes, but worth it for, like, these past five or so chapters have been really interesting to look at. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, read that one if you haven't. All right, I think we'll take a brief break, and then we'll be back to talk about My Hero Academia and just a couple other things. Yeah. So. Yep. Be right back. Hello, everybody. My name is Mike. And I'm Greg. And together, we are Robots from Tomorrow, a twice-weekly podcast appearing at MultiversityComics.com. Each week, we take some time to check out books and shelves on Wednesday that are worth your attention. And each month, we dissect the previous catalog. We also have long-form discussions about books we've enjoyed, like Dan Clow's Ghost World and Jack Kirby and Mike Royer's Commanding. And if that's not enough, we also do creator interviews. Some of the talks you'll find in our archives feature Mike Mignola, Leila Del Duca, Sean Martinborough, Emma Beebe, and Greg Rucka. So that's a lot of content for everybody. Please subscribe to Robots from Tomorrow in iTunes or Stitcher so you never miss a thing. Robots from Tomorrow has hours of comic-focused entertainment week in and week out. And now, back to your show. All right, welcome back. Uh, we're at the second half of our show. We're going to be talking first about 
My Hero Academia, we've kind of had this um, big confrontation has finally come out uh, between the heroes and the um, liberation... Paranormal Liberation Front. Paranormal Liberation Front. Insert Life of Brian joke here. Yes. Um, (laughs) The Liberation Front of Paranormal People. I don't know. Um, (laughs) And so... In particular, you know, we're getting to the head of, you know, Hawks had had been serving as a sort of double agent. I forget exactly the machinations yeah. of that, that like... Um, he did... I... I'm, the only thing I'm confused about is with, uh, is with Endeavor, what Endeavor knew. I thought he right. sent a message to Endeavor about how he was infiltrating or something like that, but... And I sort they, of lost the they needed the to act now. And... Yeah, you have to understand, we read these... We read these month, uh, sorry, week to week, and sort of we might miss a couple of the key details. We we get the big picture, um, um, but, but generally with a lot of these shonen series, it's better just sort of binge them. I think, yeah. but yeah. So, and I think we've I think we've said this on a previous episode, but I think these last couple of chapters have particularly uh, cemented twice as like the best supporting character. In the oh manga. yeah, like he is. I've never, you don't really see characters like this get highlighted a lot. He's just like a perpetual loser. Like, I feel like in another manga, he might have been sort of a comic relief or just sort of the fall guy, but they made this. And he has, and particularly like earlier on, he he was more like that. Yeah, he was. Um, And then I want to say like a year ago or a little bit longer, we got his backstory, which was really great. I think it was less than a year ago. Less than a year? We definitely talked about it on the show. So twice, yeah, twice has this sort of like chaotic duplicating power. Right. And it's both really powerful and something he can't control. He can't really control completely. Classic. Yeah. Um, and it sort of just makes him a big mess. <laughs> He's just a mess. Like I thought a big I th- sad mess. I thought that these like past like two, maybe three chapters have done like a great job, you know. We were talking about something somewhat similar earlier with Peter Ratri in um promise neverland i think that horikoshi has like done a really good job of like making a compelling um complex figure of an example of like the idea of basically someone who falls in with a bad crowd ramped up to 11 because you know it's like there's there's no question you know to shigaraki's followers that they're villains. Yeah, they're bad people. They're, not, villains. they're they're not they're not doing anything like that secretly good or anything like that. They're yeah. definitely in the wrong. Right. But there's but, they despite like maybe you know like being rude sometimes <laughs> compared to what how twice is used to being treated they gave him some they gave him a family a place to belong and right. people to trust and even if it was the wrong quote unquote crowd and and people are willing to if people get that they're willing to ignore that other yeah. stuff and then there was you know there was that awesome i, I didn't think i think twice might be dead now spoilers yeah. i think he, i think hawks killed him this time i mean we don't know I personally don't know if this was the real twice. I'm assuming it was. So right. twice is probably dead. It, it was narratively framed in a way Narr- that it would feel a little cheap if he if, wasn't actually. If twice came back. So, but in the chapter before this, he had this attack called Sad Man's Parade, which was excellent. Yeah. It was just, he always looks like he's in pain or crying. Yeah. I really like that about him. He's not happy about, he doesn't seem happy about having this ability. No. Is what I would say. Um, 
And it was just like a big sort of like mass of his duplicates sort of like coming out of each other and like sort of crushing somebody. And he fights Hawks and Hawks is, there was also a chapter where Hawks was extremely menacing looking. I think it was interesting because I think it was mostly from Twice's point of view and Hawks looked like really evil. Yeah. It was interesting and and effective because Hawks is fairly normal looking. I mean, okay, not normal, but like not menacing really. Right. But, damn. <laughs> he looks like, you know, a cool character you'd expect to see in yeah. a superhero Yeah, he's the manga. number two hero. Yeah, yeah. He's, like, number two And he popular. fits that, like, with his looks and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, it's, again, one of those things that doesn't necessarily mean that the villains are correct, but it does show that there is, like, and that they're, like, doing they the, have, the right thing. They, but there are certain, like, assessments yeah, they gain meaning from joining together. They feel like outcasts. Some oh, of them. sorry, I, I was still talking about Hawks though, like that. Oh, I about see. The yeah, brutality of. Oh um, right, Hawks was yeah heroes. extremely brutal. Um, Just yeah. So terrible. Because <laughs> he saw twice as a big threat. Yes. So that's why he sort of cornered him out, uh, or singled him out rather. Classic, you know, like you know, this, yeah. this person who everyone thinks is a joke is and, actually like secretly, yeah, really powerful if they like and, ever figured it out how to like really get there. Twice felt betrayed and he felt stupid because he's like, I trusted Hawks and this is like the second time I've failed everybody, and then he loses again and he dies for it. Like, yep. But in the process, he really like sad. saves Toga and um, the other guy. Yeah, it looks like um. He's got a little top hat. Looks like the mayor from Nightmare Before Christmas a little bit. If he was skinny. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like the skinny mayor. That's what yeah. I always thought. <laughs> you know, and I think you're right. Yeah. There. So, yeah, great. Uh, My uh, academia has just been, like, been on a really good kick ever since the most, the last yeah. training arc ended. Yeah. I think the characterization. Please, Horikoshi, do not do another training arc. Please. I would almost say it might be better to watch those in the anime because they might slow them good down point. a bit. That's a good point. So I might revisit that in the anime, maybe. I I know that they're now on the uh, overhaul. Oh, yeah, they just finished overhaul. Now they have General Criminal, which is about a year and a half ago at this point. He has gray hair, which is weird. He has, like, bluish gray hair, yeah. He has, like... I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Maybe, I, maybe it was already like that I, on, like, one of the covers or I, something like that i've said this before i think the yeah i think his hair is about that color but but again it's not drawn by horikoshi so you can sort of tell things are a little bit off and and while i generally think that the bones adaptation is is really pretty good looking yes for an anime it, it's pretty high production values all around and, and the art it, is clearly it's it, it's it does a good job it's, it fa- a good it's job. fairly faithful to but there are style. little things that the manga like like overhaul's coat his his um just sort of the lines of overhaul and Shigaraki yeah. especially like are just so it, much more di- uh, it interesting. It also isn't like it doesn't get like the grime and the grit that Horikoshi is like capable of getting. Oh yeah, Shigaraki is nasty looking. He's got like all this dirt and dried skin, <laughs> I imagine, because he doesn't because he has those hands on him all the time. Right. My God, He's constantly scratching. Disgusting. <laughs> but so. yeah, like and then and then there's this really great. I just wanted to mention we. I talked to Walter about this off podcast, but there's this really great panel of him sort of just like melting away. Yeah. That's sort of, and it's, he's talking to Toga and he realizes like, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to call him pathetic, but 
I mean, he is. He is pathetic, but not in a way that I'm like, oh, this guy... Not in a condescending Not in sort of like the way I would say about a villain that's like really super evil. Right. It's just sort of like, he's just like the perpetual loser. He's just lost a lot. And when you're that kind of person, you will just die. Like, he wasn't good enough. Like, <laughs> it's sad. It's really sad. <laughs> yeah. So... I, I, this makes me interested in Hawks more, too, because why is Hawks so brutal? Like, he's nasty. I mean, he he's, is pretty, he's uh... just doing a job. I think that's... Yeah, but, like, yeah, he treats it like that. It's just a job. Like, I just gotta... I have to provide info to the heroes because I'm a hero. Yeah. Anyway. My hero good. Good. Very good. <laughs> now so, we're going to talk about real art. We're going to talk um... about real art. We're going to be mentioning something... Not that we've mentioned bef- a few times in jest, but we haven't talked about the comic really since it debuted. I think mm-hmm. we are t- going to bring up We Never Learn. Yeah, um, for a very now, good reason. Now, we haven't been reading. No, we haven't no. been reading it since about like Not, 10 chapters in. Yeah. Any, if you've been listening, you know that it's been like... Yeah. It's sort of a sex comedy. It's it's the pervy comedy that Jonah Jump needs, with the, apparently. With the, you know, whole harem approach. Right. The whole harem approach. With, like, the idea of, like, picking the best girl and everything. Right, right. And so, the very... F- I think it was the... Maybe the second chapter of March was seemingly the conclusion that he picked the best girl. It was the swimmer. Uh, so, she, he, she wasn't even one of the main... Like, people that he was teaching? Not one of... But she was introduced fairly on. Okay, so on she was became, one of the She choices. was a main character. Okay, okay. Um, so... So I think that was, I want to say, chapter 150. Um, yeah. You know, it, it was like a flash... Flash forward a little bit, and mm. then he, like, you know, proposes to her. Um, and... You know, it's like the whole, like, oh, you know, will you marry me? Yes, yeah. you know, everything's, like, great. <gasps> Looking fine. And then the last panel of it, or last couple panels, root, one out of five. The uh, kind of strangely worded, uh, shearing ebony mermaid princess arc. And next chapter hits March 15th. And, you know, starting next week, the Rizu arc. Like, Genius. It's, I'm sorry. It's, it's so... genius. <laughs> It's so like I can't. It's I can't cynical. Decide. It's extreme. It's so cynical. <laughs> it's like you know, just it is like a pure like you. I, you fuckers wanted this. Yeah. You want me to show all the girls? Like I, I have to appreciate the. I think probably the only people who are dis. <gasps> I I say this, you know, as someone. This is not the kind of stuff that I read. Um, yeah. Normally. Well, no, we read way more serious stuff. Than of this. course. Yeah. Um. My guess of the people who like like the series, probably the only people who are really upset were probably the ones who thought Best Girl was the swimmer. Right. But this uh, is just one of the options. It became a video game. I don't know if any it, other series Maybe someone has else this. has done this before. I don't know, though. Yeah, we're ignorant on this sort of aspect, so take this with a grain of salt. But I thought this, like, just sort of from a meta perspective was... A fucking genius move. I'm sorry. Like I have to appreciate. I have yeah, to appreciate it, the sort of the meta. It is, it is like. <laughs> it is like simultaneously like a middle finger while also being like you're gonna keep coming back. Uh. Yeah, and I mean, I guess it is like cynical in the way of like I don't 
I can't tell though. I mean, I haven't read the series. Right. I don't know how. I can't get a sense. We're, of how we are though. we are assessing this entirely from our perspective of just hearing about it, word of mouth, doing a I, tiny bit of it's hilarious researching. It's, it's no matter what, it is very funny. Yeah, I remember. And Walter, I can't believe it. Yeah, I, Route One of Five. That's crazy. It's like you're playing a dating game on Blue right. or something. The one thing that I'm a little bit surprised of is that there's like the admission. And I think, like, I think it's like a f- funky idea, um, <laughs> but it, it seems like if you like say that, oh, this next, this next route is like the one for this girl. Doesn't that kind of lose the like will they won't they aspect of it? I see what will, you're saying. Will that keep people going? Because like maybe you know, the Rizu arc ends with some other girl though. Maybe it, it could starts be. with. It could be a fake out. That's what I'm guessing. I mean, otherwise, it would just be very played straight and, and whatever. I think because, like, I, I imagine that if, you know, no offense to our fans, or, I mean, sorry, fans, <laughs> our, 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 fans. our listeners, we, we don't have fans. <laughs> our, we have one fan. Yeah, I we think. have one fan. Um, <laughs> um, so, no offense to any listeners who like this kind of stuff. Um, you know, I, I would think that, like, a major part of it is, like, the whole will. Who will he yeah. choose? He's gonna pick all of them, apparently. So eventually, I don't know. It's it's another question I have is where does the where does it go back to? Right, like, and that that's something we don't. That's have. something we yeah. So it's sort of obviously if you're reading it, you would know. Yeah. But so I think I think this is sort of interesting to talk about though on sort of a meta perspective because the author is thinking like okay in video games people a lot of people decide what path they're gonna go on based on like what girl or right. what they that they want. It's like, well, I don't. Why don't I do that with my comic? It's like, no, yeah. that's not a bad idea. It's not for continuing a story. Yeah. So you know what? I gotta give kudos this time. There, there's some element of props to that. Yeah, some element. Yeah. Um, there was another series that ended. Oh yeah. Well, that actually ended. That actually ended. Yeah, for real. Not not <laughs> fake ending. One of five or whatever. <laughs> thank God. So Samurai Eight ended as I predicted it would. Because you read every chapter. I read every chapter of it. Because you loved it so much. I didn't love it. It was very much in the vein of just too much going on, just too much detail in the actual sort of mechanics of everything. 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 <laughs> the art was good. Everything was explained too much. Uh, yeah, everything was explained too much. There was way too much number shit going on of like stats and and that sort of fuckery, and. I was just sort of reading it on autopilot, you know, I was like, well, yeah. if this continues, then this will be like my Black Clover, I'll keep up with it. Black and, Clover is probably better. Oh, I'm it? sure it's better. And so, I don't like it that much. Right. <laughs> it's like, this guy, I'm sorry, I know he wrote Naruto, and I'm sure Naruto is a lot better than this, but this was not good writing. It was just bad writing, even for Shonen, like, just way too way too vague and yet too much at the same time like right a lot of stuff a lot of vague sort of platitudes about like honor and respecting people and knowing yourself like without any sort of charm to the characters or anything really right that would get me to care about it regardless of the plot and the sort of numbers shit yeah so I don't even really. I, I hope the artist goes on. To yeah, the artist. The art. It was a very cool style. Is good. The art is nice looking. Very unique. Unique looking, yeah, and sort of like clean. And I, 
I think I think the problem with with understand like I did find it sort of hard to follow, but I think that was because of the sort of weird all this weird mechanical right. stuff that that was not the artist's idea. Sorry, Kishimoto, but it was not a good idea. It was too much. Like yeah. samurais in space with like weird hard sci-fi stuff and like like, like you almost wonder if like maybe uh, since Kishimoto wasn't drawing it, if he was maybe like overcompensating in the writing, like maybe I think. I mean, I'm sure Naruto has its charms. And, like, we read we read some of Naruto, and I liked it well enough. And, I, like, it wasn't... It, it didn't feel like a series that was going to get... I mean, I don't know. This I could be wrong about this. But it didn't feel like it was going to get to the level... The cra- like, by chapter 30, Samurai 8 was, like... I don't even know how many chapters. It might, not have, it might have gone a little bit past 30. I don't even remember. But it was just, like, sort of... Uh, 43 chapters. There we go. It... Too much. Too much. Yeah. Uh, too, too soon. Too much. Goodbye. Goodbye, Samurai 8. Yeah, again, I hope we see the artist again. And I, I feel bad that... I hope that... we see Kishimoto doing something that he draws again. I think maybe yeah, that will help. Yeah, that too. Because maybe he felt like he could go kind of bonkers with this sort right. of... Yeah. I, mm, I didn't like it very much. And uh, please do not... I Take this warning. I talked about this a couple episodes ago, but do not tweet about Samurai 8, you will get angry, nasty little kids in your mentions <laughs> that are like, this is the coolest They're thing vicious. ever. Yeah, I just blocked them or whatever. But yeah, yeah. Um, I won't miss it, but like I said, I hope I hope we get more from the artist. Yeah. Uh, before yeah. we go, I want to quickly mention, just because it felt like a important thing to bring up, is the... Uh, 200th chapter of uh, Demon Slayer. Mm. I don't know if you read that. I didn't, uh, actually. I just felt like it was a good deal to... A good uh, thing to mention, because... Uh, spoilers. This, this is the victory against Muzan. Oh, so the Muzan first has big... been defeated. Um, now, you know, I mentioned when we did our Demon Slayer um, episode that I have read... I've read everything that is on... Shonen Jump. Shonen yeah. Jump. So, the early stuff... There's the gap, and there's the relatively more recent stuff. Yeah. Um, there's, but it's still a pretty big gap. So I can't comment too much on the, like, you know, a lot of this chapter, um, you know, I, I do like the apparent finality of death in this. Yeah. Um, so there was... Um, Ooh, color pages. Yeah. Um, by Gotuge, or um, I believe... Gotuge? Um, so I think we mentioned in that episode that Gotoge uses the, um, device of pretty much confirming death by having like people meeting, he shows people like meeting people in the afterlife (laughs) to be like, they're fucking dead. That's pretty dead, Um, And so like some of the people who were like actually dead in this one, I, I haven't spent much yeah. time with them that hasn't been them in this fight yeah. so it doesn't mean a lot to me but it's still like kind of it's still effective even though i don't know these characters mm-hmm. super well yet yeah um well now i never will know though uh well I'm, you, you I'm probably can... not going back and rereading see i'm waiting for the i'm waiting for the chapters to come out so that i can read all of it yeah and then um, now is is his sister fighting a lot more now is she actually well so that is kind of the interesting thing she has now been cured oh. after the death of oh Uzan. that's right so what does that mean oh, for that's forth? interesting that's a good question i don't this is in a similar position to 
Promised Neverland. Um, <laughs> where in, you go for- in that, like, where do, what are they going to do? Because he's, like, been built up from what I've read. Uh, and it's possible I've missed some, like, you know, foreshadowing of other stuff in the other and in, in what I've missed. Um, but it is like, all right, Muzan's dead. Um, the central conceit of the manga of her, you know, being possessed, that's gone. Yeah. Are they going to keep going? Um, oh, I think I'm so. Sure. This is a very popular series. It's very I think. popular. But where? And, and yeah. so we'll see. I, like I've said, you know, I'm kind of a broken record. Uh, about I still don't know this super well. Uh, other people probably have better ideas of what Gotoge could do uh, yeah. from here on out. Um, and like I said, there's probably some stuff that's been seeded that I just missed. Um, but yeah, very the past the chapters this week uh, this month have been very visually interesting as always. Um, it has a nice style, particularly like when moves on is like starting to deteriorate and everything. There's a lot of wild stuff that's done with that as he's like gradually losing control and becoming more and more uh, feral and eventually like just becomes this big Akira-like baby. Um, A big, like, scary baby? Yeah. Um, Did he let's baby? He he let's babied. (laughs) I think that's a good note to end up. (laughs) On, we're gonna get to let's baby eventually. We're gonna get to let's baby. We're gonna so. talk a lot about Senor Pink. Yeah, so uh, we'll do that quick cross promotion. Yeah. If you somehow missed this, we are doing um, a One Piece read through yeah. in place of our previous book club structure. Um, it is a book club, but it is actually more right. of a continuous book club. I guess it makes more sense because right. because before we were very rarely reading stuff we could finish in a month. Right. So this time we are actually going to get as far into One Piece as makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, we're doing the first half of not. We're doing the Starting first. We're doing Baroque the first Quirks. three arcs of Baroque Works, which are. Uh, Is it twenty nine chapters? Roughly. Yeah. Um, we'll put that in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, the exact number, but it's basically Baroque Works starts with three shorter arcs. Um, then there's Chopper's arc. Um, and then and, they get to and then there's the f- full alabasta arc uh, yes. so we're doing those first three like I said I'll put the um, actual chapter numbers in the body of the post right you can follow us on twitter yeah you um, sure can we tweet about it and other we tweet things about many things so. um, you can use the hashtag one piece club if you want to read along and I'll just see what we've been saying about what we've been reading mm-hmm. um so follow us. I am at Goodbye to a Shoe. I am at Cosmos, of course. And our co-host who is now only doing the One Piece Club stuff, Zach, he is at Walker Fox. Be sure to follow him as well. Talk to him about Kingdom Hearts. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so I think that's it for now. Yeah. All right, we'll be back in a couple of weeks to talk about One Piece again. See you.